Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. Preview. In this episode, Riss and I discuss Cork Dork by Bianca Bosker. It has a fabulously long subtitle that I can't remember. We discussed in length Riss's most recent jury duty service on a one day civil trial, and we explored the new to us Wills Park Loop. So if you like to hear about books about wine, Uh, someone's jury duty service and walking then you'll enjoy this episode and we do hope you will listen and enjoy so Riz what are we doing we are walking in the park we literally are that (laughs) deserves like a hip hip hooray yay and of course we chose one of the hottest days of the year well we did that's how that's what we like to do right I think pretty much it's our punishment it's our punishment for you know when's the last time we went on a walk a month ago maybe over that i think it's been longer yeah i mean yeah i think it's been been. longer because we haven't been since before the kids got out of school yes and we haven't been since i moved to the orchid that's true and then i feel like we weren't before that either yeah, but no. enough about that because <laughs> really we should focus on the fact that we are out here. Uh-huh. We're walking. I've figured out the the route. The route. How long is this route? Hey. It gets a little um complicated. Oh boy. I hate complicated walks. The, I which is why I started us out in the easy direction. Oh, so that we can enjoy half of it as easy. Oh, okay. And then somewhere over there, I'm going to lose the trail and be confused. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh. Anywho, so catching up on a few things. Yes. Have you had a chance to start Cork Dork yet? Uh, yes. So what do you think so far? I think it's fascinating. Right? Isn't but it? I guess, you know, also on first observation, it's, it's like being obsessed with anything else i just think that i'm fascinated that there are tiers of people (laughs) classes of sommeliers some who are just getting started some who are obsessed uh going left or right no left left looks shaded yes not that right isn't but anyway so it's just been interesting the first 50 pages because I basically started it while I was at jury duty. Okay. Yes, and which I have to hear all about. <laughs> and 
and which I'm allowed to speak about now. <laughs> no mistrials here. Nice. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's so far it's a very, it's, and it's very well written. It's written by somebody who clearly was a journalist or still is. Yes, Bianca Bosker. And uh, it's, she it makes me chuckle. She is funny, I think, yes. Well, good, and I just can't wait until you get to chapter eight, <laughs> as you. Yeah, these are pretty long chapters, so I would guess I'm on chapter two, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I mean, chapter eight is definitely more towards the last quarter of the book, I would say. Right. So, all right, wonderful. Thank you for that update. Oh, yes. Now, please tell me all about jury duty and just how exciting it was to be called and to be picked and to serve. <laughs> well, to start off, I was picked for a one-day trial. Yes. So I thought to myself, well, what's the worst that could happen? I get picked, and they start today, and I come back tomorrow. That's, like, the worst thing that could happen. Yep. And so... With that mindset, I was very comfortable doing it. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Okay. Because to get picked for a grand jury is a different ball of wax. Oh, yeah. And I almost got picked for the grand jury, and I knew... Wait, this time or no, just once before? Once before. Okay. And when I was listening to the lawyers, I was like, this is easily, easily, easily going to go two months. Oh, God. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. Right. Um, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. At this time in my life, I probably could. But at, when that was going on, my son was still in elementary school. Yep. And uh, it would have just been too, too difficult. Yes. But anyway, so Happy Me took Marta all the way into the city, which Yay! made me happy. And I made a friend getting off the train. We were both going to the same spot. Nice. And as we're standing there thinking what direction to go in to get to the courthouse, court yep. a woman overheard us. She goes, oh, and she had a badge on. She goes, uh -huh. oh, I'll take you. Aww. And we're like, oh, thank you. She's like, yeah, I work there. <laughs> and she's like, just tell me, are you a grand jury? Are you a trial? And uh -huh. we're like, one day. And she goes, I know exactly where you need to go. So she walked us up to the entrance and she perfect. said goodbye. It was perfect. Yay. Because... That section of town isn't necessarily bad, but it's not great either. And it's yes. like there's safety in numbers. Yes. So we were happy that we found each other and we were able to get there. <laughs> so we check in, and I'm giving you all the play-by-play because -play yes, it's kind of funny. Eight o'clock is. is when you're supposed to check in, but people were checking in at nine, and I was pissed. I'm like, <sighs> I should receive a prize for getting here on time. That's right. So, Where are my coffee and donuts, at least? Right. So now 9.15, guy comes out, and he says, when I say your name, I just need you to say yes or no if you have an affiliation with Allstate. And I went, oh, this is, this is exactly what I thought it would be. It's a settlement. Okay. okay. Because I was trying to think of all the things you could do in a one-day one day. trial, yeah. and I thought settlement seemed to be the only thing I could think of. Okay. So... Um, so it comes to my name, and I say no. Everybody basically answers They're asking no. my name, though? How big of a room of people are you in at this point? Oh, there must have been... Hundreds, uh, right? About 150 people. Okay. So they do one round. They do a second round. And I guess I was saying later to Chris, 
how you must have to have a sense of humor to be part of this because <laughs> no one wants to be there. I know, so everyone's like, me, me. Right, right. So the guy, one guy goes, hey, listen, just please pay attention to your name. Okay. I know none of you want to be here, but guess what? I don't want to be here either, so let's just wrap this up. <laughs> I'm so sorry, got, did he, was this a lawyer, or no, did he work at the courthouse? Yeah, he or? worked at the courthouse. He was I don't want to be me. here either. Okay. So we all start laughing. Of course, it helped out. I get called, and he gave, he's like, just listen for your number. So he gives, gives me a number. Totally forgot the number on the way up to where we had to be. <laughs> we did he on, just say it to you? Yeah, he's just like, okay. Marissa Harrer, number 10. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and we had to be on the third floor. So by the time I got up there, I'm like, shit, I forgot my number. I was so worried about where to go. So um, we get we get up there. I say that to the people. They're like, yeah, I kind of forgot too. And we all, the guy. Wait, let's just guess. Yeah, let's just guess. I'm like, I know I'm in the top 10. I know that. <laughs> so we're all lining up and. We have to, the guy comes out with the bailiff and he tells us to line up against the wall. Oh, come on. on. Based on our number. Now it feels like you're in some type of criminal police lineup. No, it was fine because there was (laughs) a reason for him to say this. So there was 35, 32 of us. Okay. He's like, this is your lucky day. Everybody after the number 20 can go home. Now that was bullshit that he made a walk. You make make you walk all the way up there. Yeah, why? Just to be told you're done. Yeah, that's weird. So everybody's like, "Woo!" I'm like, "Whatever." I say, I thought to myself, "I'm in it for the duration, baby." I'm that's right. I'm trial. serving in case I'm that serving, means they I'm won't here. call me. I'm making for a long 25 bucks. That's I'm right. here. So now we go into the courtroom according to our number, and we're assigned um, like. Little paddles, like yeah. numbers on them or like whatever. auction bidding paddles yeah. or something. So you sit down and the, the lawyers, lawyer for the plaintiff, uh, actually the judge explains the procedure and what it's going to sound like and what it's going to ha- what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that was and the voir dire. The voir dire. The uh, um, what that means is the correct me if I'm wrong, but the lawyers get to have, that's their opportunity to establish. Uh, what's not only what's going on, but to tell to ask questions relevant to their case. Well, yeah. So really, it's their um, the it's the time when they get to decide: Do I want this person on my jury? Right. And each lawyer, I don't know with civil, what how it is versus criminal, but usually each lawyer has a certain number of peremptory strikes or challenges where they can say no I don't want that person and they don't have to give a reason right and then sometimes they have to give a reason like oh this person had a family member who was you know killed in a car accident and the insurance company didn't pay out you know or something right but so they start asking us questions like uh well I'm trying to think of if they explain the case. They might a little bit because they need you yeah. to have context to answer right. the questions so, honestly. I think at that point, they, uh, they told us that this case involved a car wreck. Mm-hmm. And the plaintiff was the defendant, for unknown reasons, 
decided he would not show up. However, she wasn't necessarily suing him. Right. As he had already pled guilty. So okay, so there that was... That part of the case was gone, but they did have yeah. to explain that there was a real plaintiff and a defendant. Which I thought the defendant was the insurance company. Yes. Okay. Well, that's his, who wound... The, his insurance company or hers? Uh, her insurance company was the defendant because okay. they chose not to pay out. Which I don't get. Well, they must have paid for her car. We already decided all of this once we got into the deliberations. <laughs> All because we had a lawyer on the jury, okay, and she later explained to us that he already pled guilty. The insurance probably paid for the car and all that. However, they didn't feel they were responsible for the medical uh, expenses. Were they suggesting that the defendant's insurance should have paid for that? They didn't say anything. They okay. left him completely out purposely. Okay, and which we surmised the reason was once you found out. What the accident was... Right, like it was, was a DUI or... No, he decided to run a stop sign because he was being chased by the cops. Oh, So okay. he was probably in jail. So they didn't want you to maybe necessarily know that or they might not even... Did they say that? Yeah. Okay. Well, they just said... Prejudicial versus probative value. But. Well, yeah, I mean, they basically said for reasons unknown, the defendant's not here. Right. However, he did plead guilty to running the stop sign. Okay. And then we later found out from, uh, I think it was the plaintiff's lawyer, that he had been ch- he had been chased by the cops. Right, uh, for that's something the else. Why he, we, oh, that's right, because the cops, oh, no, the lawyer didn't explain it. The defendant, uh, the plaintiff did when she was on the, all right, so wait, let me just go back. Let me go back. So the questions they asked were things like, have you ever seen a chiropractor? Yep. Uh, have you ever been in a car accident? Yep. Uh, guess who the lawyers were for the plaintiff? One call, that's all. Oh my God, that's hilarious. So it wasn't Ken Nugent himself, but it was his it was lawyer. his team. So I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And so that came up. You know who we are. You know who we represent. Yep. Would that make you prejudiced? And if two people were like, yeah, it kind of does. And they asked, why? Uh-huh. And they said, well, because sometimes people just sue to sue. And it sounds like sometimes these lawyers, people like you, take advantage of that. And your commercials are on 24-7. Right. So it's like, I am a little prejudiced. So, of course, those people were not on the jury. (laughs) They asked about, why did you go to chiropractor? Uh Uh, And then when it came to my turn, this was the best. The plaintiff's lawyer said looked at me and he goes Mrs. Harrer? I said yes he said all I know is I need to get to know you and get your business card because I really like what you do for a living. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen we have a sommelier in the audience <laughs> and people turn to me like wow and the one lawyer who actually wound up serving on the jury she turned around and she goes I need your card I'm like you got it I did bring some so That's everybody laughs. I love it so he said, how did you get into that business? And I explained. He uh-huh. said, I see that you've had chiropractic. Why was that? And I said, uh, sports injuries and just bad genetics. He's like, and are you healed now? How do you feel? And I said, oh, I'm perfectly fine. He's like, well, there you go. He wound up <laughs> actually being really good at his job. He was excellent at litigation, opening and closing remarks. He could have been 
in Hollywood, like on, on TV. TV. He could have been on TV. The other lawyer, he was a typical, if there was a definition of a shyster insurance lawyer, <laughs> it would have been him. Because he was uh, really not good. It's just fascinating to me how it's worth it to them to defend right, rather than just pay out or, I mean, who knows? I don't know what the background was and if they had had any attempts to settle it and just weren't. Although, I don't know, brief trial, maybe it wasn't. I mean, obviously this insurance company pays. Oh, well, no, maybe, maybe their lawyers are actual employees and not yeah. hourly yeah, yeah, billable yeah. Yeah. attorneys. So, okay. So, now we get through all of that. We have to go outside and then they call our numbers and everybody else is allowed to leave. And they left us with six jurors, me being included. Yep. So You won! You won! <laughs> now I'm off to the third round. <laughs> <laughs> so, the bailiff comes in. She's the uh, judge instructs us what we're about to do and can't talk to anybody. I'm like, oh, but I want to talk to Babs. That's right. <laughs> I want to talk to my lawyer. <laughs> so we, they say, they tell us that we have our own room. We are only to use that room. It has a bathroom, coffee, everything yep. you could possibly need. And when you go to lunch, you know, that's where you're going to go through that door and you're going to come back in through that door. So Right before we break for lunch, the both lawyers do their opening arguments, right? Okay. And so I got you guys started pretty quickly after they. Oh yeah, we were yeah. we were done with closing our uh, opening arguments by twelve fifteen. Okay. Twelve oh five. Excuse me. I know. I remember this because they only gave us an hour and we got gypped. He wanted us back by one. Ah, you're like, no, sir. But he was so nice, and the judge, I told you, yes. looked like Barack Obama Looking and sounded sounded. like him. <laughs> so remind me of that later on. Okay, I will try. <laughs> so we go to lunch. We um, I wound up hanging out with this one dude who works for Home Depot, and he designs uh, kitchens. So I made a friend there. And about an hour when we sit, this is really funny because this is me. I should for I now I know I should have been a lawyer. He's so fascinated by the process. I know, right? But I'm such a, a pot stirrer. Oh, God. Yes, you are. <laughs> because <laughs> I was sitting there during the lunch break, and I said, hey, guys. Now, I know I'm allowed to talk about this, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Don't you think that the lawyer for the defendant has, like, nothing? He's got, like, no case. And I heard his opening remarks. And they were like, oh, no, he's dead in the water. He's got nothing. And I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. We've already cleared up this case. We're done, right? Everybody's like, yeah, 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 you're probably right. So as it turns out, this woman uh, was a cleaning lady. Mm -hmm. And we surmised that if she cleared 15000 a year in income, that was a lot for her. Okay. Um, this particular accident was bad enough that it took her out of work for two weeks, but the residual pain, she really can't work as a cleaning lady. Like, she can, oh, but yeah. it's like she's not really going to... Yeah, it's going to be extra difficult for her. Extra difficult. Oh. So, they were explaining all the medical injuries, all the... Everything that happened that day. I mean, and let me put it to you this way. Whatever this kid did that hit her, 
Yeah. That they were after him. They He's saw a kid? Her. Yeah. They saw him or her on the side. She must have spun out. He must have hit okay. her with some good force. Gotcha. Because the whole front of the car was wrecked. Oh, God. Um, the whole front of his car. Her car, because they only oh. showed you pictures of her car on the but day, which that was done to her. How the... Oh, God. That sounds more dangerous. So, the cops were chasing him. Here she is on the side. They just kept going. They saw that he she got hit. Yeah. No one stopped for her. Well, hopefully they called it in. Yeah, they did. And somebody showed up, like, I think 15, 20 minutes later. Oh, gosh. That is actually sounds irresponsible because... If you didn't stop and get out of the car, you don't know what, how she's doing inside. Right. Right? You could be like, oh, that's not a very serious accident. Well, I mean, you have no idea who's in the car. Maybe that person just had a heart attack or is pinned between some right. piece of metal or... Right. Okay. Her airbags deployed. Yeah. She got banged up pretty... Nothing broken, but they were... She had to go back to the hospital twice. Okay. Uh... Grady Hospital, which is a life-saving hospital, but if you're injured, if you're not outwardly broken, yeah, it takes a long time for you to get in to see anybody. Right. Gotcha. So I mean, the whole story was like, this is really crappy. I already feel bad for the woman now. Right. The the, the defense comes in, and he says, I mean, if he was at the podium for all of ten minutes, uh-huh. I mean, I looked at him and I my first thought was. She's only asking for $28,000. you are an insurance company. Right. Pay it well, out. That's all and she this was, was asking for? That's all she was oh asking. Oh, my God. Initially. Okay. Because in all she tried to do was say, oh, you were in an accident prior to this. And uh, oh, that's very interesting, actually. Uh-huh. Show it. And you had aches and pains then. What makes us think that this wasn't just... Oh, my gosh. Like, I guess I don't know the law in Georgia then because... When I was in law school, the tort law I learned was like, you take your plaintiff as they are. So, even if she had been in... 50 accidents. Yeah. It's like, well, sorry. Right. You're, you know, that's... Wow. Okay. So, they do bring that up. And that was basically... That was it. He was like, you didn't... Okay. Argue the twenty-eight thousand. He didn't argue anything. And I'm like, okay. Right. He really doesn't have much. I mean. Now, were you given any instructions by the judge as to what you? I mean, I guess nobody objected when. There was only one objection, and he it was sustained. Okay. The defendant, the defending lawyer, did not like the way. Uh. The one I'll tell you, he didn't like the one question that the plaintiff's lawyer tried to ask the witness. Yeah. Um, however, what I thought was very, even more interesting was that this must have been... Okay, so it was a really good lawyer represented by... or representing Ken Nugent. And then he had a team of lawyers behind him all sitting uh-huh. in the back. It's hilarious. But he had one lawyer with him. Yes, co-counsel probably, yes. I swear to you... If he was in his early 30s, I'd be surprised. Like, he was very, very young. Okay. And this was his first, maybe his first trial of one of them. Uh-huh. Because he had a hard time constantly saying, may I approach the bench? May I right. approach the witness? So right. that I thought was kind of funny. But I'm like, 
this is the perfect case to do it on because it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, let's see, where was I? So yeah, so now it, uh, I think we took a break and then they come in and we, uh, they went through their closing remarks and the uh, plaintiff's lawyer was excellent. Like I said, he could have been in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, he was like, I know that Miss Williams or whatever her name was mm -hmm. is asking for 28,000. However, and this is where I went, oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking a million, you know, I didn't even know sure. what he was gonna say. Right. He goes, but he's like, she really can't work anymore. And she has a hard time, just like her grandson said. She has a hard time getting in the car and driving anywhere because she's too scared she's going to be in a major accident. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I put in my head like PTSD. It's like, it's, when you're in something like that, that's very difficult to get past. Yes. So he's like, we're going to ask for you to triple it okay. in the amount of 85000 Okay. We're going to make a hairpin turn here. Okay. Because so, this is where the path gets tricky. I thought, oh. 85,000. That's not too bad. That's still not asking a lot. Again, this is a huge conglomerate. They've got billions of dollars. Why didn't they just settle out the 28,000? Did they really think that not after hearing her testimony? Right. That they, we wouldn't work in favor of her? Or, um, mm -hmm. so, Fine for her, yeah. So they dismiss us. We go back to the thing. We all get quiet. And the first woman says, all right, who's our foreman? <laughs> so we had to pick a foreman. And she's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Was it the lawyer? No. She's like, <laughs> I don't want to be I don't want to. Yeah. And then she said, well, what are we, what do we think? And of course, here's me. I'm like, I don't know. A million bucks. No. I think that we need to obviously rule in favor of her. And I, I'm, I, kind of thought about it 28,000 wasn't enough and everybody went oh definitely not and we all agreed that the other lawyer really didn't have a case and right so the lawyer one uh juror she said um you know it's funny I was gonna go for a cool hundred thousand but I thought maybe that would have been excessive so the foreman said are we allowed to change the amount well, now, you have to understand that the judge did go through everything. I was going to say, he must have given jury instructions. He did. And the, uh, the lawyer said, oh, no, we're allowed to change the amount, but we just can't make it excessive. Okay. Get there. I'm sure there's a cap on everything. So we went with 90000 uh -huh. and we were done. I mean, we, and deliberations maybe lasted 10 minutes, and I'm being... Right. Generous. Generous. <laughs> We just, we were more concerned about, um, is it, I mean, they were like, should we just sit here and BS for a little while? Right, right. Make Are they going to like think we didn't spend time right. on this? Yeah. So there's a little black button that you got to press when you're ready. Yep. And the bailiff comes in and our bailiff was nowhere to be found. We're like, maybe she took a break thinking we'd be like 20 minutes or a half hour. <laughs> so of course, like 10 minutes later, she showed up and she... She was really funny. She opens the door laughing. She goes, are you guys okay? And we're like, yeah, we're done. And she's like, oh, oh, well, that was quick. Okay, you have any questions for the judge? And we're like, 
no, we're pretty good. <laughs> but our only concern was, could we switch the dollar amount? She goes, do you want me to ask? And then, she, then we're like, no, 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 let's keep it at one. We'll go. Minute. We feel confident. We feel confident in this. She's like, okay. So five minutes later, they call us out. The foreman reads the verdict. And I didn't even look at anybody to the right. Okay. Like, I didn't look at any of the judges, I mean, the, the lawyers, lawyers or anything. Uh -huh. I just looked at the judge, and he read out what needed to be said. Yep. And then he called it, and then he and the bailiff came inside as we were getting ready to leave, and they said, thank you for our service. Uh-huh. And uh, the one girl, she goes, I'm sorry, Your Honor, but I got to tell you something. You look a lot like Barack Obama. And he goes, oh my God! I get that every day. Oh my God! <laughs> that is hilarious. I said, "Well, listen, there are worse, pe worse people you could look like." That's and he's right. Like, well, that's true. <laughs> he's like, so I, I know I take it as a compliment, <laughs> unless you're a Republican. But I didn't say right. that. I'm like, you know yes. what? Yes. <laughs> you're like, I'll on. leave it. I'm leaving. Oh my God! So then, after that, I actually walked out with the Home Depot dude. And we were, walked to Marta together again, safety in numbers. Nice. And uh, that was my day. See, and now everybody that's listened can see that jury duty can be enjoyable, entertaining, and potentially profitable. Yeah. If you're your own business owner with services that everybody wants. Right. Right. Oh, that's <laughs> right. The lawyer did take my uh, card. <laughs> and I figured, well... If the other lawyer wanted to get in touch with me, he knows how. I mean, he's got right. my number. He's got my name and everything. So I'm sure he could search the public records and find me. He could. <sighs> and I was out with a group of mom friends last night. And um, I cannot remember how I came to be bringing you up in the conversation. Oh. I don't know if somebody else mentioned wine tasting or something. I was like... Oh, well, my very good friend has a wine tasting business. And they were like, what? They're like, oh, my God. I'm like, yes, I can give you her information. And then the one woman was talking about how much fun this one time. They had hosted a wine tasting with different cheeses and chocolate and did like a blind oh, nice. taste component. Um, so, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, that was essentially the loop, I think. Okay. There is, like, or part of it anyway, you can walk down in there through more of, like, the stuff. Right. Um, so there's a little potential. Some part of this loop is 1.7 miles. I don't know if we walked the 1.7 mile part, but I figure when you add this on to walking back to the orchid. Yeah. I mean, I'll look at Fitbit, although I have already done some walking today, but I think it's gotta be maybe two and a half-ish uh, miles. No, if you oh, include no. all the way, yeah. yeah I feel like we did a little over a mile. Oh, no, it's definitely more than that. Oh, okay. Well, unless I cut off a lot more than I thought, because the loop is 1.7 miles. Oh, okay. So. Well, there you go. 
Well, I don't know. Maybe I just totally misrepresented the loop. <laughs> but we did it. We did we it. We checked it out. In this and actually, if it weren't, I was going to say, if it weren't so hot, I would have been like, you want to walk again? Right. But it's really hot. It is really hot. So I think and we'll like just. chomp, I wore pants. I was surprised when you walked in and I was like, well, okie dokie. Yep. <laughs> it's actually not too, too bad. Oh my goodness. Well, I say, why don't we just do a little bye for now because we're by the busy road. Yeah, bye for now. Chris, there are too many people on this loop. I know. It's uh, it's wild. Why? I've never seen this many people on this trail. But then again, I'm not here in the summertime this early in the morning. And my well, thought is this is all <laughs> track and field for high school. Yes. All these kids are track and field kids. I don't like it. I know, I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. I guess I gotta we'll run survive, before. survive, you mean? Oh yeah, we'll survive. Well, isn't the fall sport cross country? Shouldn't they be off somewhere else running in the woods and um, not running on this little gravel loop? That's a really good question. I have no idea. I've never done cross country. I don't know what it is down here in the south where the weather is different. When I was in high school, fall was cross country winter was indoor track and spring was more like true track and field right or you know you're running the sprints and throwing the javelin and all that good stuff but that didn't carry into our adult lives but you know what did what wine <laughs> and reading <laughs> and i'm excited to revisit and check in with you on your uh, cork dork. Uh, Read. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. I just don't want to read it because I want to drink every time I read it. <laughs> By the time I'm reading it, I'm usually in bed. <laughs> but I do like, uh, I do like that it's uh, familiarizing me with questions that could potentially be asked at the uh, sound exam. Now, what did you think about that? Have you, so you probably already know this without reading the book, but what do you think about that service component um, of the test where you like actually have to like, that seemed pretty intense for whatever level of like just the, the certification that this woman, Bianca Bosker was going for. For, well, I'm surprised they bother with that at that level because it's only yeah. I it was only used at the first level. Um, well, wait, what level was she at? This is the. She's been just talking about the master sommelier test. Well, she didn't take that though. Right. Right. She took, but she took some type of certification. Right. Is that separate well, from I the level? gotten to that okay yet or I don't know but at the at the first level mm -hmm. you have to understand service 
because let's face it, if you don't know how to open up a bottle of champagne in front of a group of people, you could hurt somebody. Right. <laughs> or if you don't know how to open up a bottle of wine properly, you can get it all over yourself or right. all over everybody at the table. So that stuff I get. I guess I didn't realize there was like a practicum for at this whatever she was at her level at, at her the, the, at the whatever this level, level is. But I must maybe I should just review that and try and understand it. But and I can also ask some people that I'm friends with on Twitter. Uh, one of them being the man who basically wrote the book on becoming a master sommelier. Nice. But do you think, so is there just a separate, I thought that the way it worked was it's like, for lack of any other way to explain it, like one, two, three, and you, if you wanted to keep going, you would keep progressing through the steps. And I thought that the end goal was the title of master sommelier. Right. But then, now I'm thinking, is there some other, like, I don't even know what, curriculum or something under it where this woman didn't even do, like, whatever, first level, second level, and somehow did this certification? I mean, she's not a master sommelier, but she got some certification giving her a certain level of... Competence? I don't know. Anywho. I don't know either. That's that's a very good question. It's almost like she just uh, she somehow became friends with people and removed and didn't have to get through the first two. But well, I think that's I mean not even possible. Yeah, because you have to have that. You have to be certified at the second level for them to even consider having you around for the third. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I think she must have, I mean, maybe she just, I think this is a, I'm just curious how whatever, I think it sounded to me that what she was doing is slightly different than what you, right, the path that you're looking to follow. Right. And I was just curious if your path also had, like when you go and take this exam, I thought it was just kind of a written or oral exam and now I'm like oh are you gonna have to pretend you're at a dinner party and <laughs> serve and make recommendations on the spot and well there is a little bit of that at, at the well that's at the, I guess at the master at the first level you sh there there is a service component but I think it's more like providing drinks from bar or recommending stuff as a waiter like gotcha uh, you should be able to run service, so to speak, at a restaurant. That's okay. the service component of that. Gotcha. Interesting. So how far in do you think you are now? Are you at chapter eight yet? No, I'm still oh. chapter three. I just... Okay. I, I don't know how this summer is busier. I'm busier now than I, I am when school is in. Huh. I don't know how it's possible. I don't have a free moment. Okay. It's just beyond my understanding. <laughs> yeah, we might have to take that offline to discuss a little further, but... No, I mean, it's I'm, I'm fine, but it's just kind of funny. It's like, um, just, it's interesting how I just don't, I don't, and when I do have a free moment, I'm kind of like uh, a pile of flesh on the couch. 
<laughs> it's not like I'm going out swimming every day or right. enjoying the summer for what it is. Well, and I didn't even want to bring up the topic of tennis because oh. I know there's always so much. I wish I. That's another thing. I haven't played tennis in three weeks, at least. But I haven't been making time for it. But well, it's, we've it's, also discussed in the summer. It's just too dang hot. Yeah. Although, uh, like, if I have an opportunity to play, it's really going to be with my own son. Right. Because then, like, I don't have to, I can get better. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't need lessons over the summer. Right. I'll put August to work. Yeah. <sighs> Plus, he needs, we're always talking about him in private lessons, but it's like, when, August, when would you like to do that? It's like, you don't even have time. I mean, when you well, come home, you're, you're shot. I was going to say, yeah, he maybe just doesn't want to make time for it. I mean, clearly, his calendar's pretty open right now in the summer, right? No, I mean, he's got tennis three days a week, and then uh, okay. the rest, rest of the time, he's just active doing stuff. I mean, right now, he's at a, he slept over at a friend's house last night. So, uh, and then, ooh, he's going to come home. Ah, I know. Ah, it was weird. Ah, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you going to slow down, dude? Um, this is when I take pictures of people's license plates for their bad driving. <laughs> CJA7172. Is that like a white? No, it's a silver. Yeah, it's a light silver, though. Probably some stupid teenage driver. Which, I think... <laughs> is a good place to end this episode. Okay. <laughs> yes. This has been a season two episode of A Walk in the Park podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at a wit Podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at A Wit Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at A Walk in the Park Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.